Oh no, I forgot to un mic our microphones. There we go. <laughs> there we go. We're back in. We're back in. We're deep in the zone. Yes, everybody. Hello. Welcome. It is UK Cowboys TV. It's Thursday. It's nine. So it's UK Cowboys time. Episode 49 of episode four. How are we doing, gentlemen? Who's ready for the draft? <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. I have to say I'm feeling better this now. I mean, I think the beginning of this week I was a bit, I, I was about as deflated as one of Tom Brady's footballs. But um, you know, I'm I'm back up now. So <laughs> yes, uh, so it's a fan man special, guys. Uh, as we do every season, as soon as the cowboy season's over, wherever it finishes, the next episode. Um, which should be a pregame show, is a fan rant. So basically, you take over the show. Um, we will talk and fill in, but whatever you say, you control the show, your questions, comments, quotes, whatever it is, get it off your chest and be part of the big heel, as they say. Um, so while we wait for all the comments to come in and what have you, Paul is going to join us too. We don't know where he is. Hope he's okay. Um, I was abusing him earlier, so... Hopefully he's not taking it to heart. <laughs> <laughs> Call him and if the guys are, if everybody is watching, thanks for tuning in. I know, obviously, at the same time, Mike McCarthy's having his final uh, debriefing conference. So, mm. um, yes, t- typically schedules at the same time as ours. Yeah, we, I mean, like everything we ever seem to do always seems to be the same time. I think it's just because, like most of their stuff they do early afternoon and for us the evening time when we come on so we always seem to clash that's just the way it goes yep <sighs> oh no here he is oh, oh maybe 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 oh. and we'll give him a nice surprise now once he joins in so paul's just um booting up looks like he's just sorting some bits and pieces out but um i haven't seen you much graham i haven't spoken to you in quite some time yeah. um so I'll get your take first of all, because we was on the post game show on Tuesday. Mm. Uh, oh, obviously I didn't speak to you either, Lum. Um, generally, from when you think how week one went with the Bucks, uh, and obviously everything that happened pre-season as well, how do you think the season went as a whole, just generally from from start to finish? I think I would, I would be amiss if I said that it didn't go like I expected it to because I, I think at some point I was ready to mail it in. Yeah. I think um, after the DAC injury, I thought, oh, you know, like we're going to be so far behind in the division. I didn't see the commanders and the the Giants having the season that they did. Um, but in in early spring, I predicted that the Eagles would had the best offense in the division, and I thought we could keep pace with them. But when you see Dak go down, you think, "Ouch, that's going to set us back four or five games," and that turned out to not be the case. Mm. So, to finish the season with the record that we did, win the the wild card round. I, I have to say, it, it turned out better than I thought it was going to be. I, I did think we were going to go further. 
Um, yeah. I, I like to have a laugh and a joke about picking at 32 and going to the Super Bowl and going to see the Lombardi, but <laughs> I did think we could at least make the championship round. Um, mm. But let's face it, it was one game off. It wasn't as if, it's not as if we're picking first. Yep. You know? I, 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 have, to, I have to agree. I mean, I, it's obviously it's a successful failure um, if you want to classify it as that. I had, a, I had a Packers friend of mine on to me on Tuesday and said, no, you're awfully quiet this week and all this sort of stuff, trying to rile me up. And I said, well, you know, what do you want to talk about? You know, the, the fact that they, the Cowboys have been to the playoffs as many times as the Packers in the last three years, um, you know, two back-to-back 12 and five seasons. I think at the start of the season, we all kind of said we've, we've maybe – got one game less than the 12 and 5 so we were all probably predicting 11 and 6 based mm. on what we looked like on paper you you've obviously you have overcome a lot of things like tiring going out before even the snaps uh, being played in anger first first game of the season that goes down um you know various trials and tribulations throughout the year you've got guys that are stepping in that you know in the past where it was you know whenever you heard the word next man up you know the next man up screwed the pooch basically and you didn't have anything um you know and you know in the past say when Romo went out you we were doomed to like a six and ten season or whatever um so I think you know from that point of view it's positive and we actually want went one week further this year um yeah. in terms of the you know and we got the whole monkey off our back of winning in winning a playoff game on the road in our blue uniforms um and you know bar some poor execution at points in, on sunday um you know we were in that game again i mean it's it's not yeah, everybody seems to be harking on it, the the whole last play of the Cowboys season and all that sort of stuff, which I think, you know, I can understand what they were doing. Um, it's I think the worst thing is the fact that the 49ers had a timeout so the 49ers could actually take the time to say, right, well, if they do line up like this, this is how you defend it. Um, if, if they hadn't had that timeout, it might have gone a bit more successful, but... At that point in time, you're talking that it was less than 0.1 of a percent chance that you were actually going to win it yeah, uh, or c- come back into that game. So, you know, it was worth trying anything you could. Um, and- I, find it, I find it tough to take criticism from a team that's picking before us on draft night. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, you know. <laughs> oh. That's strange. Joe was First rant about uh, about um, Callum Moore. Round one, fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, how do how do how do you feel about the whole um, keeping Callum Moore thing? Yeah, like we we're, were talking we were talking pre-show, and my, I don't know about you guys, but my whole Twitter feed today has been. This is why Kellen Moore is good for the Cowboys. This is why Kellen Moore is a head coach candidate for a reason. Kellen Moore is this, Kellen Moore is that. And then the other side go, 
We're fed up seeing the same mistakes from Kelly Moore. We want change. We want something different. We want to be further in the playoffs and so on. Mm. He's a very Marmite coach. You either hate Kelly Moore or you, you love Kelly Moore. Um, obviously, the Joneses love Kelly Moore. That's up to them. Um, I, I've, I've been hating on Kelly Moore. But I do take their point that he is getting head coaching jobs for a reason. Well, the reason but, simply but, is that last year, number one in points per game on offense. This year, fourth. You know, every year. And think he was fourth in points per game, Graham, this yeah. year on offense. And he did that with a backup quarterback for the first quarter of the season. He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. That, I mean, this is why uh, it's, it's so tough. Because obviously you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you could go to another team and win three Super Bowls. Mm, true. That's that's the type of that's the type of guy that he is. Um, it, you also have to ask yourself: it, uh, are, are they putting those numbers up in spite of Kellen Moore? Are, are these are these guys? You just, just you're not going to know, are you? Exactly. This is this is why it's such a great debate because. Um, to play professional football and start, you've got to have a bit of knowledge about you anyway. Um, I mean, are, is our offence at a certain level where they can go out and win games on their own? You know, they don't they don't need somebody telling them what to do. That's yep. intelligent enough to, to change things, to, to run things, change it if he doesn't like it, overcome things. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a tough one. It really is a tough one. Yeah. I think I think as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I've generally I've been pro Kellen Moore. You know, it it is difficult for an offensive coordinator as as you know, Brian was having a wee rant on Sunday night during the game, and I'd sort of came in with that. You know, there's a difference between Round what Kellen Moore is putting, fight. what Kellen Moore, <laughs> what Kellen Moore is putting out as a as a game plan. And how it's actually executed by the players. Now, yeah. you know, when you when you look at um, you know when RJ and blogging the boys put the the simulation and what they reckon the scoreline is yeah. um, each week, I'm you know, sorry, and you, you saw that <laughs> you saw that you saw that Commanders game where they predicted it was going to be forty five nil. That's playing it on Madden, where you know. All the factors are fairly controlled and everything like that. You, you, and I don't know what setting RJ has it on for that, but you know, it <laughs> it doesn't really count the fact that Michael Gallup hasn't done his shoelaces up or <laughs> uh, on on a play or something like that. Yeah, and then I'm going um, to see know, that play for a long, long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but what I do think, I think. That Dak has regressed this year because, and I think it's the relationship between Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott that Kellen Moore was a teammate, mm. then got promoted to quarterbacks coach, then got promoted to offensive coordinator, and therefore you know they've their relationship has been almost buddy all the time, and you need to actually sit Dak down in the film room and say. Don't throw that pass. Don't throw that pass. Mm. Throw that pass. Throw that. You know, and we don't have that 
situation. So I think you do need to bring somebody else in. And whether it's somebody like bringing back John Kittner, um, you know, or bringing somebody else in who who doesn't have that relationship with Dak, that's that's where we need to go next. And obviously, we are seeing some turnover with some of the offensive court coaches. It's still possible that Kellen ends up if if Dan Quinn gets a job, um, which again, you know, he seems to be high up on a lot of a lot of the teams. Um, you know, maybe he's going to get picked up. Does he then suddenly say, well, look, Kellen, you're probably on a better thing if you come away with me. Um, you know, and if if he expresses to Jerry that he wants to go, Jerry will just let him go, you know. So, um, yeah. I, I, you know, he, he, he wants to see Kellen Moore succeed. If Kellen Moore feels that he needs to do it somewhere else, I think Jerry will let him go with, with his blessing, you know. Well, the good thing is, is we've got Paul with us now and he can actually tell us how to be positive at a time like this and join the big heel. And uh, he'll tell I'm you all how. about happy hours and bars now. We can get your two dollar beer. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about happy hour. <laughs> You've really, really went down with the whole audio edits for this one, haven't you? Oh, I've been busy today, mate. Good Lord. Well, apologies for being late. That's all but right. I guess I had to make the dramatic entrance and by welcome that by a voiceover of my previous comments. So the internet is definitely not safe in my matter. <laughs> well, here's another one. Andy's coming with a comment. Obviously, it's about um, making progress, divisional round seeding. Um, so we as Cowboys fans should, uh, we shouldn't have to settle for divisional rounds, uh, but divisional rounds seems to be the ceiling. What do you think there then? Round one, fight! Oh, oh good lord. Um, <laughs> I do like Mortal Kombat to be fair. Um, I totally agree. Um, we should always be looking for the end goal, which is getting the ring. Lifting that Super Bowl trophy, no matter what, mm-hmm. and we can look in hindsight. Yeah, it has been a successful season in terms of when you look at the, the the record and stuff like that. But behind that comes with a lot of distortion. And Lauren made a great point in regards to Kellen Moore and um, having more buddy relationship with that, whereas on the field type of thing where. Where it's kind of being pretty evident there's certain games where it really suits us, like Vikings, etc. We've completely yeah. dominated that game, and there's games where we should never ever have been in that position, never, i.e. the Jags, i.e. the Texans game, and the three quarters against the Colts. Don't get me wrong, we completely flip-sided that in that fourth quarter. I know we keep using these same references, but it's still valid talking points. Yeah. But... Yeah, I'm just kind of not not sure, Ron. I'm really not sure. All right. Um, I mean, Joe, yeah, he's saying anything less than a Super Bowl. I mean, obviously, I agree. that's how we all go. Round but two, yeah. fight. It's all show. It's going to be all show. This is going to really kick off the new season. Fantastic now. I, I get I get where Joe's coming from. Yeah. I do. Um it seems like it seems like teams go up and down 
you know, sometimes they'll sometimes they'll have a couple of bad years. They'll draft well. They'll come back up to the playoffs. Doesn't work out for them. They might be dropped out in the, the, the early teens. They'll go either way from there. Um, it doesn't feel like it now. But and as Cowboys fans, we're we're actually in the, a better off position than a hell of a lot of teams. Yeah, we we we're in our own Cowboys bubble, and we we want we all want the best for the Cowboys. Obviously, we all want Super Bowl. Just just just, just sorry, Graham. Just to see what you're saying there. A lot of that is all down to the, the mainstream media putting that narrative onto our own fans, and we're mm-hmm. eating that up, and we're actually fighting amongst each other right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine, I mean, like. Imagine being a imagine being a, a fan of a team that hasn't had a quarterback for fight. the past two decades, constantly picking in the top five. You know, you can be you can be in your bed by midnight because your team's always picking in the top five. Um, I like. Would you trade our position for that? No, of course you wouldn't. Yeah. Um, and I get it's it's Super Bowl of failure, but. 30 teams suffer that every year without fail. Um, yeah. I, I know it's tough. There's only one Lombardi. Um, there's only a handful of head coaches who feel like you can get there. I know it doesn't feel like it, but Mike McCarthy does have a Super Bowl ring. Um, we could be a lot worse. We could be a lot, lot worse. Just to put this in in, in, in like in comparison here, when you look at the playoff run we had in was it 2014, the the, the no catch with Des Bryant, we mm. lost we lost that game due to controversy. When we played, we actually played well that year, like and it was on a consistent basis. Then obviously there was the down with Spire with Scott Linehan. Less said be that the better. But when you look at the two playoff runs we've had with Kellen Moore. We've had great games during that season. We've had bad games. And when we come to the playoff game, we absolutely just we trapped the bed pretty much. Joe, we're, we're not criticizing. We, but trust me on this, we are not criticizing. We all feel exactly the same way. Uh-huh. We're just the, trying to make things a little bit easier. The, the one thing I'd say, Tom Landry and Jimmy Johnson both had it easy. Because in those days, no there was no salary cap to play with. You weren't. You held on to the rights of players until you discarded them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and e- even if you trade, you know, even if somebody was out of contract, you would have to. The you would have to negotiate with that player first of all, but you would then have to give some sort of compensation to the team that that you were pinching the player from. Because they own the um, rights. Because they owned the rights yeah. until until that person died. Effectively, you yeah. owned the rights for them. Um, you know, and because of that, guys like Landry, Jimmy Johnson, you know, they were able to build year on year on year on. We're now looking at the moment, you know, or okay, we've signed the whole of the futures players now, but as soon as as soon as the end of the season, there uh, uh, final whistle on Sunday. 43 guys were still on the roster. Everybody else gets the P45 at, at their exit interviews and comes in with a black bag and walks out because mm. they don't know what whether they're going to be back or anything like that. Each year, you're, start, you're back starting at square one, effectively. 
it just depends how much of a, a base you have. So it is a hell of a lot harder now than in the Landry and um, uh, Jimmy Johnson eras to actually get to the Super Bowl. And you've got to remember that at the end of each season, only one team is lifting that trophy. Yep. And as Mike McCarthy says, you need all 67 guys or however many guys you got on the roster. You need to have all of them stepping up and contributing. And just to let you know, in the press conference, Mike McCarthy has declined uh, to answer if Callum Moore will be back. So, Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> just a positive there. Just a positive for you. Oh, oh well, I, I guess. Mean, he's, he's, I, uh... he's not going to... I mean, he's I can not... bring it back down. I can bring it back down for you, Paul. On Terry Paul has been picked up. <laughs> Busy day in the Poland household. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> nah, um, yeah, it, it feels it feels rotten now, but I'd rather be twi- I'd rather be picking twenty sixth and sixth. Tell you oh that. yeah, right, yeah, definitely. Tell you that. <clears throat> Um, All right, let's see what else we've got here. What else have we got? The concern is two seasons. Oh, here we go. All right, so concern is uh, for two seasons in a row, we've won 12 games, lost in the playoffs because quarterback went bad. Uh, we're sat 9-3 November. How do you get excited knowing what's likely coming in the postseason? Round one, fight. Who wants to answer that then? That's actually quite a hard one to kind of think about, actually. <laughs> Um, I mean, the um, part, the part, the positives I'll have, are. Go I'll on, have go a go at it. Um, Andy finishes question by saying, "What's likely coming in the postseason? Um, the postseason, <laughs> like, um, yeah, when I mean, was the last time? When was the last time the Houston Texans were in the postseason? Yeah, you know, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a weekly game. The postseason, um." <clears throat> It can be good, it can be bad. Obviously, if it's bad, you're out. Only only two teams survive it. It's 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 meant that it's meant to be that way. That's why the that's why the, the viewing figures are so high. Um on Dak. Can you really blame the, the Michael Gallup throw on Dak at all? Yeah, you can't. It's 50-50. The, the, it's 50/50. Argument, the argument with it is, when was he ever open? Oh. But <clears throat> Michael Gallup's our number two receiver. And yep. I expect at least a 50-50 ball. I mean, here's one for you, Gray. I mean, would you the way Michael Gallup's played this year, would you call him a number two wide receiver? Just from this year's play alone? If, 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 if you take money out of it, no. Yeah. No, I think if you if you take money out of it, he's probably number three. <laughs> well, here's the ironic thing, right? Do you want to know on wide receivers, if you put all the white, in, which include the tight ends, and you look at receiving EPA uh, for the Cowboys, CD Lamb is right at the very top, and it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Number two is Jake Ferguson. Number three is T.Y. Hilton. I mean, T.Y. Hilton... We picked T.Y. Hilton up, what, three weeks ago? <laughs> Four, five, yeah, I mean, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Do you know what? Like, just off the top of my head, I don't have the stats, <clears throat> but I would have said that Noah Brown was number two. No, no, it's not even close. Yeah, um, I mean... I think he's negative, actually. I think it was negative it? EPA because of the the, the fumbled um, mm, catches. Right. I yeah. was just thinking in terms of yeah, and, and so length on. of time, and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, see, see what they, they were the top three. CD Lamb, when you look at the bar graph, you know, you imagine the bar graph there, CD Lamb's all the way up here, <clears throat> then you've got like Ferguson, yeah, TY Hilton, there, and all the other guys are right on the, the edge of the line, barely giving you a point. I mean, the, the, the thing about Gallup is some, some players, when they come back from an ACL injury, you know, they, they either hit the ground running and the you know they burst out with something to prove or you have guys that you know for a season it's there mentally it's it's much the same as you know this year you're seeing Dak running with the ball a bit more last year there was times where we were screaming at Dak to to get out and run you know and that would have given another dimension to the offense um I think that's going to be the case with Michael Gallup and Michael Gallup will come back next year and he will live up to the number two status um so. you would you, you'd certainly hope so for the contract that you gave him as well um, you would think as well lorne given the difference between this year and the year before the only thing that 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 um separating that is an acl injury so obviously that's yep. got a part to play yep go on carry on sorry mate yeah so i mean i think you should see gallop back better next year um, obviously, we're not, we're now talking that you know, if Kellen Moore's not back, you're maybe going to see a bit more of a, a West Coast style offense. Does that improve Gallup's chances as well? Um, although it's kind of surprising that you know, obviously, Joe Philbin's been released as well. So, mm, yeah. um, you know, and what's interesting is Joe Philbin is one of these guys like, if you want to go back to 2020, Mike Nolan who. Mike McCarthy brought in because it's an old boys network. You know, Mike McCarthy was the, it, it, Mike Nolan gave McCarthy a job when he became head coach of the 49ers. Tom yeah. Sula came in because he he was part of Mike uh, Nolan's staff as well. Um, you know, and then last a couple of years ago, he obviously had to go out with his friends network to bring in Dan Quinn. Um, you know, and now he's he's slowly getting rid of some of these guys again. So it'll be interesting to see who we who we fill these roles with and see how it goes forward as well. Um, you'll you'll certainly get an idea. For, um, you know, once they they start making these appointments, you'll get an idea of what sort of offensive philosophy you're going to be you're going to be bringing in. Yeah. Because um, I mean, Stephen comes in here. And he reiterates about Kellamore needing to move on. So I, it's a, it's something in common, but I just my my problem with Kellamore is the consistency. That is the trouble. It's the consistency. Can you? Can we not? It seems to be one week it's Team Forty Burger, the next week it's ten points, and we're. It's going to be a big God that the defense makes a fourth and goal stand. Yes, here's, here's a here's one for you, Graham, and you guys are going to get a laugh out of this one. Do you think Kellen Moore's bipolar? 
Because one day, <laughs> one day is a genius. One day is a completely different person with that playbook. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like, I, I'm one for I'm one for hopping back, and I remember, I remember Dak and Zeke as rookies, mm. um, and the glorious running game we used to have. There was no, there was hardly any fancy trickery. There was hardly any Zeke lining up at center. All these quick reverses and quick outs and. All that kind of stuff. We didn't need it. Why? Because we were so good at it. We, we, the the people outside the stadium knew what the Cowboys were going to run, and it didn't make any difference. They got the first down. It was just yeah. that good. It was just that good. Um, I, I don't I don't get why it's so different nowadays. Um, I I would love I would love to go into Kellen Moore's playbook and cut out the end arounds and the, the, the quick out to trips and and so on. It just yeah, get the ball out of Dak's hands early, but defenses in the in the NFL know how to set the edge. And it's it for me it was become frustrating that it was it wasn't surprising anybody. You were you were asking the, the corner to make the tackle and I'm struggling to think when a quick out went for a first down. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm just being awkward about it, but any of them. <laughs> I, think, ever... I, think, I think you're trying to say we didn't see it often, like becoming a first down. Yeah, did it ever pay off? I, I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just maybe I'm just taking part in the fan rant show. But yeah, <laughs> but, um... is it is that in the game plan or is that in the execution by the players? Because you know. One of the things that um, Andy Reid's been lauded for in that game there at the weekend, when Pat Mahomes went down with his high ankle sprain and refused to come out, basically, okay, Henny had a couple of drives, but then Mahomes came back in. They realised Mahomes couldn't run a wide out a handoffs or anything like that. So they changed the game plan and they did start bringing in wide receiver screens and things like that to get the ball out on on the perimeter and they were able to move the ball. So it works for other teams. Why is it not working for us? And that's, is that the coordinator? Is that the, the position coaches? Is that the players themselves having a brain fart in the middle of the, in the middle of the game? Um, you know, ultimately, yes, it is a coordinator's responsibility to make sure everybody is up for the game keyed for the game and knows their responsibility and is you know there's got to be consequences if you miss a block you go and sit down or something like that somebody put somebody else in there and you know drive it in that you know it doesn't matter if you're a 50 million dollar wide receiver go and do your job otherwise you're going to be sitting on the bench for two plays or whatever um that that's the the annoying thing is that we don't, you know, and it is it also the number of times that comes to the line and goes, kill, 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 kill. Is he then calling the play? And yeah, it'll be a play from the, is in the playbook, but 
is that one that Kellen Moore has suggested is the one that he should be running? Um, you know, and it's all depends on what Dak sees, but is Dak seeing, obviously this year, there's been a lot of questions on Dak's judgment this year. So mm-hmm. is he seeing something different that he shouldn't be seeing? I've got, a, I've got a question for you guys. Mind when Michael Parsons came out and spoke about and praised Dan Quinn, like all the players rally up to Dan Quinn. Mm. How many players in the offense do you think actually rally up to Kellen Moore? Finish him! <laughs> well, 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 well used, Mike. Well used. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a fair, it's a fair argument. I don't see, I don't see many of our offensive players speaking in praise of, yeah, Kellen Moore's doing a great job, blah blah blah, etc. etc. It's like, oh, he has my back or anything like that. Yeah, but you, but you're literally seeing it from the other side of the ball, where Parsons and D'Law and Pierce and everybody. Like even the people talk players. about bones fossil exactly even by yeah there you go there's an example all of our feet out of our free coordinators Kelly Moore's the only one is not getting the same it doesn't um, get talked about it doesn't get talked about you know maybe that's we, we, we get it we get it a lot from you know the media and the staff themselves but the players don't say it nope maybe that's what's tripping them up in these meetings that he's not a, a... <coughs> He's not a player's guy. I mean, he's got to be doing something right, though, to be able to have performed the way he did. Because, like, we, we've even seen him do it this year, perform without Dak. And we won. And we beat last year's Super Bowl teams yeah. with Callum Moore as the coordinator, albeit the, the, the defense played quite well. But the offense still did this part. They still played their role, and they were doing it with broken parts. That's, and, that's and... Why... Go on, Greg. That's why it's such a great debate. It really polarizing. is. Polarizing. Mean... It's definitely polarizing. I, I, no wonder so many fans sit on the fence. Like, because which which Kellenware is going to turn up every Sunday? <laughs> is it going to be the Kellenware that lays a 40 burger, or is it going to be the Kellenware that's calling... Strange plays and strange situations, and these offense aren't clicking, and it's taking them to the the fourth quarter to see out games. I mean, how many times have our defense kept us in for our, our offense to go and f- score the winning drive or whatever when the game should have been out of sight long, long before that? Um, yeah. I, I I still think that's what's keeping Moore out of a head coaching job. It's the consistency. I wouldn't even say it's that. I would say what's keeping Callum Moore out of a coaching job is how the season ends. That when you look last year, it ends with a poor offensive performance, beaten by the 49ers early in the playoffs. This year, same thing again. And like the questions we're asking when the Cowboys get kicked out of the playoffs last season are all the exact same questions we're asking this time. Nothing has changed. Nothing's changed. They're the same questions. And that's the trouble. That's what's keeping... So, like, he could probably go... Because you think about it, when a GM is going to sit down and talk to him about a head coaching role, the very thing that's in that GM's mind 
is the last thing he watched. And the last thing he yeah. would have watched is an offensive performance both years in a row that have gone that direction. Even Jerry yeah. Jones said, he, oh, sorry, even Jerry Jones said he was sick. He felt sick after that game. Yeah. Yeah. You don't often hear Jerry say that. And I mean, how many times, you know, last year when Kellen had multiple opportunities to interview for jobs, all of there, there was positive feedback about his interview process. And again, okay, Frank Reich's been hired by Carolina. Um, but by if you read what rap sheet says that um, you know, literally it um, it went down to the wire between him and Kellen Moore, and obviously was the deciding factor was the way that the the, the Cowboys offense finished up that last last game. Um, and I'm not I'm not necessarily talking about the 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 weird and wacky Hail Mary play that we were going to run, but I mean, which I necessarily didn't have a problem with. The problem was that as soon as the 49ers called timeout, they had a chance to go and discuss it at the sideline. Yeah. If there hadn't been a timeout and they'd run that, it might have been a bit more successful, but you're still talking that, you know, we were odds on not to win that game anyway. Um, at that particular point in time, I think you had a 0.01% chance of of winning that game at that point in time on that last play um, or even tying the game on it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, what, what gets me in that last game, we, we get the fumble on the, the special teams. We get first and goal at the 18 and we end up having to settle for a field goal, which is great. Maher kicked the field goal. Maher, you know, exercised his demons. Um, you know, and obviously you saw the 49ers at the beginning of the, or in warm-ups, they were trying their best to um, get inside his head, you know, whether intentionally or not. Um, but, you know, we should, at first and goal, uh, sorry, first and 10 at the 18, you should have been converting that and getting points off that. Um, you know, you were never going to win that game with field goals. Yeah, yeah. Nah, is the trouble. Yeah. Um, See, if I'm sitting down in front of Kellen Moore with a head coaching position on, on the table, my first two questions are going to be, so, Kellen, what happened against the Commanders and what happened against the Colts? And I would love to hear those answers. I would love to hear those answers. So how did you turn, or how did you turn around that first three quarters to the fourth quarter that you had? What, 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 what changes did you make? How did you, how did you identify... The problem in the offense, and why was that not? Well, this is the question I would have just like, but how is that not applied to some other games? I mean, here we go. Here's a good one. So, talking about the front office, which is a big one for this Round year. Two, so, uh, free front office needs to do better this off season. So, obviously, yeah, about the free agent market. Um, it is definitely a philosophy I think they need to change. Um, you know, we all talk about getting over the hump, but you look at the teams that are that have continued now, especially on the NFC side into the playoffs. Look what they've done in free agency. You've got Christian McCaffrey, you've got offensive uh lineman for the Eagles, they went out and got AJ Brown, which was a crazy move. Yep. You know, they, they 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 went out and they went into free agency. But the Cowboys refuse to. They they seem to try and 
wait for the bargain basement stuff to come through and then scramble through it. You know, we've, we've talked about this before, that they draft really, really well, but their, their pro scouting is just, like, questionable. Right, so hear me out on this one. Yeah. Dallas seemed to be scared to do any big moves again since, I can't remember who, but everything Brandon we've made. Pro, yeah, probably Brandon Carr. Like, never really turned out. Played that we, well, he, he was okay, but he wasn't worth trading up for, I thought. Um, I think it's kind of hit Jerry's ego a little bit. And ever since then, he's kind of taken that more conservative role. But with him being conservative now, he's, <clears throat> he's really compromised himself as a general manager in a way to try and not make things happen. Like, you see player, you see teams at like the Rams, they went all in a couple of years ago and they won the Super Bowl. You're now seeing two teams in the NFC Championship have made big, massive moves and now they're in the uh, NFC Championship with, uh, that's been the Eagles and the 49ers. So, and they're constantly looking at a P and the thing is they've got broken parts of their position skills or like in some parts. Like the Bengals, for example, their O line still barred and torn, even though they've they've recruited players, but they still managed to make it work. So, yeah, and it's for the Cowboys. A lot of it is down to because I I mean, there's a question here now, which I'll go to in a sec. But um, you talk about skilled players. The answers the next question. But go on, Lon. You're going to say something there. Well, the, the the one thing I would say is, you know, if if the draft is a is a crapshoot or a lottery, so is free agency. You can have True. look at look at the guys who changed teams last year. Matt Ryan was supposed mm. to be the savior for the Colts. Was supposed to be the one missing piece to stop, you know, to allow them to go past um, <clears throat> the Titans in that division and win the division. They ended up Matt Matt Ryan went off the edge. You know, half the season they were playing with Sam Ellinger at quarterback, and yeah. you know various other people as well. Um, you look where you look at some teams like um, who is it? Uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville spent time this season to repair some of the damages from uh, Urban Meyer, yeah. and you know yeah. he's you know they turned it around. They won that division. They surprised the Titans. Um, you know. But for, again, you could say, but for a couple of questionable calls at the weekend, supposedly, um, you know, they could have been going into the NFC Championship game this weekend. Um, You know, once you get to, as Graham says, once you get to the postseason, it is a lottery. You know, that's a lottery as well. It's a one one and you're in, Um, you know, lose and you go home sort of thing. So. Everything is all dependent on how everything gels and whether it's the right situation for these guys that you bring in as well. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, if we just go to this question, because it's going to answer, we can answer this question with what you said, Paul. So obviously um, what we're saying here is Dak through interception, second down, passing the ball when he doesn't need to. So basically what, what, to answer this question, yeah, okay, we've got two brilliant running backs. Why doesn't he use them? That's a fair question. But in terms of Dak throwing the ball when he doesn't need to, it's basically, when you look at it, 
when that started going wrong, what happened previously? What happened previously is Pollard got carted off the field. So the Cowboys are already deficient at the skill position. We talk about Michael Gallup being a problem. Really, you're only two skill position players that were producing at that point was C.D. Lamb, which he did throw a lot to, and it was getting a bit um, obvious what the game plan was being, and Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz was being pretty much a, a, a non-factor at that point, but we was expecting that by the way the 49ers play. So you think about it, you've got a defense that is trying to pressure Dak to throw quickly. You've got a deficiency on your offensive skill players. So what's Dak going to do? the only thing he can do, take chances. So he's going to throw those balls. It's going to look weird and odd. And throughout the season, it's happened. Hence, one of the reasons. I'm not making excuses for Dak, because Dak, were, he wasn't good in that game. He's been bad in patches in games and entire games too. But a lot of the interceptions that have been thrown is Dak forcing the ball, but he's forcing the ball because of um, a lack of... <coughs> depth and quality at the skill position player. And one of the people who was supposed to provide you that depth was Jalen Tolbert. That's true. And I do want to kind of say this as well. And Lauren made the point about what Mike McCarthy said about every player should be stepping up and contributing. If that was so much the case, if when Tony Pollard went out, why didn't we feature more of Malik Davis? Uh, I don't Davis? know that question. I don't know. So, like, that's, that, 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 that's what that, I was going to ask you there. Yeah. So I'm just like, if every player was supposed to be a bit, if every player is supposed to be there and be up for it and be ready to be on the field, then why is that not the case? Why are we yeah. still still targeting our number one receiver and tight end where we should be trying to keep these defenses guessing by like, and and that's that's one thing we were successful last year was distributing the ball to different players. And look what happened. We, like Lamb uh, got a first in our season. Gallup, uh, despite he only had like he missed games last year. He went he, he went on to have like eight hundred plus yards. So and same with Dalton Schultz, he had the eight hundred plus yards as well. So it was more kind of it was more spread out across. Mm -hmm. where, whereas here, it just seemed to be the two same names. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like you've got like T.A. with Holton. He came and he picked up some nice catches, etc., etc. But not up to the same magnitude as Lamb or Schultz. Yeah, I mean, here we go, Greg. You can answer uh, this one as well from Steve. round two. Is that um, he's saying? Forgive me for cover this, but it seems Dak has regressed when it comes to knowing where to throw the ball and when to throw it away rather than take chances. I mean, one of the things I would say to that before I let Graham answer is, you know, because we talk about consistency and knowing where to throw. Bear in mind, Dak was out for a quarter of the season, which has thrown rhythm. And, and Gallup, we, you know, more specifically, we've seen throughout the season where he's trying to target him and Gallup's like a step, seems to be a step in the wrong place or the wrong time. And we see him making jump balls gallop and he's jumping way too early and you're just like why is he jumping there what what are you doing there but what do you think gray is there a reason do you think dak has regressed or do you think that it's more of a play style or, or other players that have regressed around him this is going to sound like i'm making excuses for him um 
But my two thoughts on that are that he's America's team's quarterback. So there's always going to be pressure. Why haven't you regressed? Why haven't you done this? Why aren't your team in the Super Bowl? And that's going to be that's going to be playing on his mind all the time. So he probably feels like he has to do more and more and more. Um, the other question I would ask to that is: Was last was this year's receiver core better or worse than last year's? Worse. I think we can all agree the receiver core wasn't as good as last year's. Definitely. Um, so it's it's all part of the one big jigsaw. Um, <clears throat> You know, you, you, you lose you lose Tyron Smith for the majority of the season. That's a step back already in the season that hasn't even started yet. That goes down that goes down with an injury. Um you know, like it just it just it seemed to add up so early in the season, but we got over it. Um and it was it, it looked good during the season. We seem to forget the good points and focus on the bad whenever things go bad. Um, I I don't know if I don't know if he has regressed. What I will bring up at this point though is that he said that he said in the the post game press conference that there will be less interceptions next year. How on earth does he know that? That's yeah. just a stupid thing to say. He doesn't yep. know who his receiver core is going to be. He doesn't know what his offensive line is going to be like. Who's his OC? Yet he can come out and say things like, I'm going to throw less interceptions next year. Don't say stupid things, that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to add something on to this as well. I think Dak has regressed. Not him as a player, but I think it's all down to how he's been coached, personally. Like, I think the... The qualities, obviously, the quality of coaching is definitely dropped, and he's not getting the the feedback and the game game film as he did, as he used to. Saying like we were trying to mention before, we're talking about the whole buddy relationship with Dak and Kellen. There could be things where of oh, uh, not getting him told where where you went wrong. Don't do this. Don't do that. That could be the main factor, and Dak is still trying to pursue that same play, and he's still getting caught out with it. He's not learned. He's not learning his lesson, and he's not getting told by his coaches by it. Yeah, I mean, here we go. We got Mike Bull in the house, uh, giving us one. Round so, <laughs> he's saying here, uh, Dak is a second tier quarterback who needs weapons around him. So, okay, yeah, he needs weapons around him. Something to call. Uh, I agree with the second part of that statement that. He needs something else to complement CD Lamb. That's definitely for sure. We're missing a, se a separator, whether that is um, through speed or through good route running. Something needs to be done there. Um, but when he says about um, about Dak needs weapons around him, and I, I put this in a tweet today, look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers this year failed to make the playoffs as luck you know, not Aaron Rodgers-esque. The only thing that's changed, Devontae Adams. So even the best quarterback to play the game at the moment, when he's uh, missing a, a solid major weapon, all of a sudden he fails too. I mean, like any quarterback to me, I feel 
needs to have weapons, right? There's no quarterback who's, you know, who is that good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They've got to have a connection with somebody, with something. And I know there's that with CD, but there's other things that are missing from this offense that's needed. That's a, that's a great point about Rodgers because, um, yeah. <clears throat> like, as you all know, I watch Packers football every Sunday. Yeah, of course. Um, <clears throat> the Packers wide receivers, it was too little, too late. Um, they, they they got better every single week. Um, Christian, what's his name? The wide receiver, second round. Watson. Christian, Christian Watson. Yeah. Um, he found some he found some traction in November and December, but it's 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 too little, too late, and um, they 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 seem to come to the boil right when it was it was do or die, and they couldn't perform. I mean, make no mistake about it. In that division, if the Packers had Devontae Adams, they win the they win the division. Oh okay. yeah. Uh, because that was that the NFC North was murder last year. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, it's th- th- there's got there's a lot of trust between quarterback and wide receiver. Um, and you know, see, when you've got Michael Gallup doing that type of thing in the playoffs, um. Y- you can understand why Dak wants to vent. You know, like he gets frustrated at um, at Maher for missing field goals and so on. Um, I'd love to know what he thought of his receivers. There you go. There's another one. Uh, but before we kind of go more in depth for that, um, I don't know if someone just saw the previous comment, but uh, Dan Quinn has informed interested teams that he is staying in Dallas per sources. Quinn was a top candidate for the Cardinals head coaching job, also interviewed for the Colts and Broncos, but his heart is in Dallas and he has stated he wants to stay there and win a Super Bowl. Here we go. Do you know what Where's that, that, that is? Do you, know, do you know what that is? It's going to be a big one. Barry. <laughs> Where's that Barry? from, Paul? Oh, Barry, right, okay. Is that Barry? Okay. There. It's Jamie. Is that Jamie? Oh, who said that's a big one? Yeah. That was Jamie. Hold was on. it? It's going to be a big one. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was Barry for a second. <laughs> I thought you meant the comment. I was like, well, clearly that's not. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously, somewhere <clears throat> he's been offered and Jerry, because there is no cap on coaching, has come in with a, you know, we're going to hear um, more as it comes in that, um, you know, that um, he's going to have a bigger contract somehow. But here we go. I love it. I love it. Here we go. We have a disagreement. Finish him. So, Fatality. <laughs> so what we got is uh, Big Lebowski, always good to you, saying he's not completely with me. He thinks that uh, if you put Rogers on this uh, t- he outperforms that. That I agree with, yeah, because Rogers is a better quarterback. Um, he's not making the right reads. He overthrows under throws and thrown behind wide receivers. Again, though, that's going back to my original statement about 
what Dak has done this year is because of a lack of skilled players, especially at the wide receiver position, he has forced the ball a lot, um, especially under, um, especially under, you know, uh, under pressure and what have you. We talk about how good he is under pressure. A lot of some of that, and on third down too as well. A third down rate um, conversion rate is through the roof uh, for Dallas. And a lot of that is down to Dak just taking chances because he's had to. He has taken chances. Just the button, the <coughs> NFL.com are running with the Dan Quinn story as well. So it must be confirmed. Yeah, it's confirmed. Yeah, the, the source I had was uh, Tom Palacio. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for uh, NFL, uh, NFL Network Insider. I mean, what, what I would say is that, you know, Aaron Rodgers has dropped off this year as well he's he has had a down year in terms of how he's played now he's had the broken finger as or broken thumb as well that was the whole thing that was reported funnily enough after he was playing us that it was reported that he'd broken his finger in that giants game in london um you know but he was continuing to battle through it um but you know aaron Rodgers was not on the same page with his uh, players, um, you know his wide receivers for most of the season. Yes, finally, uh, what's his name caught on a tear at the end. You know, funnily enough, playing us, but um, you know, he 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 was missing his his guy that jumped to uh, the Vegas Raiders as well. So um, you know, his his performance went down this year as well. I don't know. Again. On a on a poor receiving core as ours is supposed to be, which you know, again we just weren't getting the performance from these guys. You know, if it's if it's another season, are are these guys going to be any better? You know, if they're if they're working together, and it, it it's all again it's all to do with the coaching and how everything inter interlinks within the within the practice during the week and how it performs on the game. True, true. I do I find mean, it. I do find well, it fun well, that uh, Devontae Adams moved to the Raiders to the play Vegas. with a quarterback that won't be there next season. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ironically, Adams Ooh. had a really big season too. He, was really he did. Good. Uh, um, he's a stud. He is a stud. Oh yeah. Um, but like I, I brought up the point. Um, obviously, we're. I think we're still on Dak. I brought up the point that Kellen Moore, as a Marmite coach. Um, it was only <laughs> it was only a week last Sunday that Dak threw for three hundred and five yards, four touchdowns, and the ball hit the ground eight times. Um, so you know, if, if, oh. oh Brian, <laughs> if um, if that Dak turned up on Sunday. With a one, mm. so yep. you know what, yep. what? What do you do with that? I mean, um, there we go. I, I, still I mean, think, I still maintain that if that see if that hit the open market, if he hit the hit the open market, uh, former or the Yeah, um, and here you go. I mean, Mike Bull putting his rant in pretty much is, is saying what we all agree with that. You know, they, they took away Amari Cooper and didn't replace him. So they tried to do that with Jalen Tolbert, who was inactive all year. And all I'm saying is, um, 
expect a little bit more. You really think a guy who's inactive all year is suddenly going to sprout up and be a active wide receiver next year. You might have to wait a bit longer. I do agree with the the mobile running play. Finish him. I agree with that. Fatality. I mean, when you look at it, when you when you look at it, you know, Dak when he's on, and I, you said it before, Lorne, that when he's around the twenty-four rush mark, he's like, he, he's he, he's won every game, and yep. you've seen it in the Tampa game that he's he's flowing, he's moving. They're even putting in some design run plays on the bootleg, and you see it, and he, he it is a totally different game script when that happens, and it's weird why they 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 move away from it because I mean the thing is is. Dak, when you look at it, he's not built like a quarterback already. He's built more like a, a linebacker. And that coming at you is a scary thing to try and bring down. Yeah. And, I mean, nine times out of ten, Dak won't slide as well. He'll he'll dive forward for the first down or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you do need to try and get make more of his legs. Um I think last I think last year it was a case of you know again he was he was coming back from the the foot injury last year, um you know this is the the year that he suddenly felt comfortable and we have seen more runs from him but again they've not been designed runs it's either been um or the majority of them been when there's absolutely been nothing there, um but Dak you know he's still looking to pass the ball more often than not. I mean, that first interception on the on the throw to Gallup with the check down um, or the, the curl route, I mean, that should have been, you know, he'd pump faked a couple of times. He should have, on the third one, he should have actually run the ball because, you know, the the, the defensive backs were reading that and that's why they get the um, 49ers DB was there to pick it off. Um, it's... <laughs> It's lit, again. It's little intricacies that you know aren't being picked up in in the weekly discussions with him and the 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 grading of the film and what have you. Somebody isn't there, you know. Almost needs to be standing there with a rod and hitting them every time he does something wrong. Um, you know, there's nobody there to chastise him. Um, you know, and and that's not getting rid of the. It's not deterring him from making these mistakes over and over and over again. Now I don't know what Dak does during the off season if he's got somebody like the offensive line do with Duke Manyweather, whether you know Dak's got some sort of personal consultant that he goes to see as well and work on things. But they should work on getting him to see the field a lot better this year because, I mean, you obviously a Baldinger picked up on the play that he should have picked up on where the the throw to I think it was CD Lamb but TY Hilton was wide open with nobody over him at all and there would have been a surefire touchdown. Same yeah. with um what was it the the kickoff return where uh Cavonte Turpin had options but decided to cut it back into the middle. If he'd carried on going to the outside he was he was left wide open but because he cut it back into the middle he was there and the kicker took him down. Um, there's little things like that that you know you just need to iron these things out, and that's through somebody getting in your face and actually telling you off, or you know reprimanding you for it and holding you accountable for it. And it's 
that's what he needs to do. He needs to sit down with somebody who's going to do that, either on the Cowboys staff or actually somebody that he hires, um, you know, during the off season to do his training with. Yeah, and you know, Lebowski uh, is kind of agreeing with sentiments that we said at the start of the show, Greg, Round one, that um, he wants to see what Dak is like with a different um oc that's the way to to really find out what you've got um and then you know for sure um it's just that it's a gamble it's a, it's a huge hit because it might be the case that the oc you bring in is even further in terms of, of play disparity of what Dak's after and that makes Dak look bad so it has to be if it's going to be a move it has to be the right move and great uh brian here Round saying two, that um, fight it's going to be um, bringing in uh, one of the main wide receivers. Could be one of those guys early in the draft. I mean, we can look at. Um, would you Would you like me to space up the comments? Like, yeah. Hopefully on. space up the comments. You know I like to throw a spanner in the works. Oh, dear. All right. I've got a scenario for Finish you. Finish him. <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. Right, I saw I saw a theory on Twitter, and straight away I thought, no, nah, absolute nonsense. No way they're going to do that. What a stupid thing that would be. Right, but hear me out. You you trade Dak for a one to the Commanders. Okay, no, stick with me. Stick with me. This this is not my theory. I, I'm not taking any credit for this theory. I saw it on Twitter. You trade Dak to the Commanders for a one, right? And you cut Tyron Smith. All of a sudden, you've got two first-rounders and, get this, $40 million in cap space. So that's Tony Pollard, that's um, C.D. Lamb, that's uh, number seven as well. And you give up the two ones next year and go and get Bryce Young. Bryce Young. So you can have any 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 free agents hitting the market. You can bring back. You keep Pollard, you keep CD Lamb, you keep anybody like LVE. You burn you burn the 18 million dollars but you get 31 million back. Remember that cap hit next year is 49 million dollars. Here's a question for you, right, Gray? <laughs> Here's a question for you. Round one, fight. Easy question. If, 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 if I was to decide right now, see, Big Lebowski's throwing this in for me. He, know, he knows he's, he's fishing here. Um, who am I getting? Who's replacing them? Exactly. There'll, there'll be plenty of OCs from crawlers you can get. There's pl- throw out, plenty... Just throw out a couple of examples. I mean, off the top of my head, I don't know, but um, I would I would need to know. <clears throat> I mean, if, if he goes, that's not really up to the Cowboys, and it's not really the Cowboys' decision. But if they get rid of him, that is the Cowboys' decision, and he could go somewhere and be brilliant. Whereas if some somebody picks him up. Somebody signs him as a head coach and he goes off and is brilliant. The Cowboys can say, well, you know, we'll, we'll let the guy go. Good luck to him. 
Um, I, I, I would need to know who's who's available and who, who my options are. Um, I mean, like you, like you were saying, Mike, it is a merry-go-round. I'm just seeing the story, story from today. Um, Nathaniel Hackett is now the, the new coordinator at the Jets. So it's it's just this massive merry-go-round. You know, like mm-hmm. you go from head coach to OC to head coach to DC to, you know, like there's very, very new opportunities. Um, I mean, if you're going to offer me Eric, Eric Bieniemy, I would <laughs> fly. I would fly Kellen Moore to the to the airport myself, or drive Kellen Moore to the airport myself. But who's coming in? I would need to know yeah. that first before I, before I said goodbye to him. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you, while you're going to talk, right? Ibi, I'll answer this one. Would you go that way? Round two, fight. Can you can you guarantee he is going to be um, True. he is going to be successful in this situation? I mean, again, you know, you look at you look at somebody like uh, Bill Belichick goes to Cleveland. Now the situation wasn't right for him there, but he learned from that and built on that, and obviously turned in the career that he did in New England. But mm. you know, quite easily he could have been thrown on the scrap heap. You know. Some can say he was a weapon boy as well for Art Mordell because Art Mordell had already decided he was moving the team to uh, Baltimore, um, you know, and all he needed was a, a a named coach so that he could actually promote it to Baltimore as much as he did for Cleveland. But um, you know, again, it's who are you bringing up because invariably the guys that you'll be bringing up are either coming out of the college game and they need to adjust to the pro game. Or you're bringing somebody who is a wide receivers coach, an offensive line coach, something like that, and promoting up from a positional coach. And again, at some point you get to a level where they're at their competence level. Guys like Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips was a great defensive coordinator. You promote him to a head coach and then you've got he's got extra responsibilities. Can he handle that? You could say, you know, yes, he was all right on an interim basis, but as soon as he became the head coach, things started to, you know, the actual head coach, that's when things started to go downhill for him. So he knew, and this is probably why, again, Dan Quinn is sticking with us. He knows that he's a better defensive coordinator. He could, you know, unless this is a perfect job situation for him to go in, um, you know what's what's the point of him taking a job and then again, you know, you know something happens. He doesn't gel with the guys that he's got on the team. He, you know, and he does. He's a one and done coach because things haven't worked out in that first season. Teams teams are far far too quick to actually get rid of players at the moment, uh, or get rid of coaches at the moment. Um, I mean, see when you think teams teams in a playoff position. Are not hiring coordinators, so it's not. Even if he was to go somewhere, it would be a as as the coordinator. It would be a sideways move. So, like you're saying, he, he maybe just enjoys what he does with the group of players that he does under the under the big spotlight in Dallas. Um, like I, I'd imagine you you'll remember pretty well what it was like in Atlanta, and it wasn't too long ago. Um, like, do you want to stay with a with a top 
you could argue top five. I think that you, you could get away with that argument. Top five defense, or do you want to go somewhere that doesn't have a quarterback? Um, being a defensive guy, you're relying on an offensive guy to pick your quarterback and have your say on on who the next quarterback is. Um, I've got a name I'm thinking of right now, and he's just actually, he's no longer a head coach in college, and that's David Shaw from Stanford. That's one guy, mm. I've, been, that's one guy I've been thinking about. Tic-tac, sir. Chris, I'm looking at his resume right now. Like, so he was, Phil, he was an Eagles uh, offensive quality coach. Then he became the quarterbacks coach for the Raiders. Then the Ravens. Then went to San Diego. Then he spent um, almost two decades at Stanford. And and look at some of the players. Look at some of the players that came out of Stanford. I mean, again, maybe maybe we've got the next offensive coordinator on the staff already. You got yeah, um, yeah. Marty Marty Schottenheimer's kid uh, Brian. Good, you know, yeah, good shot. Um, he he's he's been doing a job for Dan Quinn this season. Where you know he's he's coming up with what the scout team are going to are going to do against the Dan Quinn defense, so that Dan Quinn can then you know Adjust. actually come up with the the game plan to counter that. So. Yeah. You know, there's obviously somebody who's who's got ideas about offensive coordinators. He he has been an offensive coordinator in the past as well. So again, you've got that. You got Nussmeyer, who was a coach in college as well. So, um, you know, and I think he's he's also had offensive coordinator experience as well. So you got guys there. It's, but again, can you can you guarantee that they're going to get the best out of each? each player they need to actually understand what each player has and you know know how to motivate these guys know how to do that and it it really is almost every year you need to catch lightning in a bottle yeah. in response yeah. to joe there i'd say they're the same in terms of offensive coordinator but there's definitely more of a coach to player rather than two former teammates near a coach relationship yeah, yeah. Byron Leftwich might be available. Who? Byron Leftwich. Ooh. Interesting. Well, Depending yeah, on who I mean, gets the Tampa job. Uh, again, that, well, he, he, he is, he's away. He's been released. Oh, yeah. He, he, okay. He, he was yeah. released two days after, two days after the, the loss last week against the Cowboys. That's um, right. You know, and if you remember, Byron Leftwich was one of the guys that was in he was in as many uh, head coaching interviews last year as Dan Quinn was, yeah. um, you know, so he was a big name last year. And then this year, he, you know, as soon as obviously, um, you know, as, as soon as Todd Bowles decides that, you know, he's, you know, Byron Leftwich isn't his guy anymore, you know, that's it. Cast him off. Uh, yeah. But there we have it then, guys. Should we uh should we wrap this up and get out of here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we can uh we can hit the roads. roads. Well we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> oh my god. I like the test running these sound traps, but we need a better quality ones. 
<laughs> can can right. we go back in? Can we go back in time to the early nineties when we were winning things? Nah, that's right. There you go. You <laughs> uh, go on then, Lorne. Hit, hit us with it. Right. So obviously, this podcast is sponsored by Cowboys Experience. If you're going to a game this season coming, uh, obviously boot through Cowboys Experience for the ultimate meet and greet, stadium tours, game tickets, tailgating, and much, much more. Get to meet players like Micah Parsons, Ed Tootle Jones, uh, Zach Martin, Drew Pearson, um, you know, Jay Novacek as well. Um, you know, and if you're going through Cowboys Experience, tell them that we sent you. Use the code UK Cowboys and they'll treat you like absolute ro- royalty and they'll give you free stuff. Uh, and obviously, go and check out all these amazing uh, other podcasts and content creators and find um, Paul and myself. I work on blogging the boys. Paul, hit me with this, mate. When yeah. are we going? Let everyone know. Yes, guys, we are planning going to Dallas and for the Thanksgiving week for the 2023 season. So we've got the Dallas 2023 travel package with our sponsored Cowboys Experience where it will include the game tickets, the tours, the meet and greets, and so much more. Be sure to be uh, get in touch with us or go to Cowboys Experience and check our Facebook group for more further details. Yes, go on our social media. You'll find it there. And just to finish off before we go, I'm just going to give you this, Paul. Put your hands on the pavement. There is no pavement. Well, then put them on the oodles and noodles. Put them on the noodles. Chicken or beef? Chicken. Is that from Blue Streak? Yeah. Why? why? It's just so random. I know. I thought that would really throw you. I'm done tonight. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. Just like our season. Uh, there, we, there we have it guys um, it's not going to be all depressing we will be back next Thursday uh, so we won't be here on Tuesday while we flip the show around onto the draft show so we'll be back next Thursday for the draft show but keep an eye on our social media on Monday because there'll be details on how you can phone in to the show so yes you can have your voice played on the show and we'll explain all on Monday, so make sure you check that out because now we've got it going. It's all going on here. It's all going. But mate, mates, just mate, mates, you all get the last word as we always do every week. Finish the show out, guys, and uh, we'll get the hell out of here. Alright, guys, have a good weekend. Um, anyone but Philly, Dallas forever, Philly for never. Yep. Go go forty niners for this weekend and then go AFC in the in in the Super Bowl. We won the Dan Quinn Bowl, at least. Hey! Hey! Let's finish on that. <laughs>